How are we doing, everybody? And welcome back to the Sean Atwood channel for episode two in the decoding, the devil decoded, I should say, uh, our Stephen French series. And last week was quite intense. Oh, hello. Apparently, uh, I've got the live on my phone. One second. There we go. Fucking hell. How we, let's just start again, shall we? Hope everyone's doing well. And uh, we're here for episode two of uh, the devil decoded with Stephen French and uh, you know Stephen last week was quite a, an intense first episode I think uh, everybody that was here with us the viewers myself and Sean it was the way that you you get your story across it, it, it's it leaves an impact shall we say um, okay and uh, I think tonight's going to be nothing nothing less than that so where is it you would like to pick up your story this evening first I'd like to start with an apology okay and i'd like I'd, I'd like to apologize to all the decent females that tune in you're right because i was making references to women that have done stuff to me uh, or accused me wrongly of crimes and i also spoke about the female weaponization of rape i also spoke about vogue of violence against women and girls violence against women and girls is a real issue yeah, rape is a heinous crime, mainly committed by men against women. Yeah, but there's also a flip side to that coin, and that was I, I, that's what I was talking about, because I know a lot of decent women. Yeah, friends, I've got friends all all over the country, female friends all over the country, up in Liverpool. Sophie, hi Sophie, how are you doing? Yeah, Debbie, Dawn, how are you doing, Debbie and Dawn? Yeah. And Sophie's friend, Helen, she loves the podcast. They're all decent girls. Yeah, right. And my comments aren't aimed at decent women. My comments were aimed at those women, yeah, that have tried to destroy my life through lies, using the police and being a conduit for the police to bring me down. So I would just like to start with an, apo with an apology okay. and say sorry to all the decent females i mean no offense to the decent females the second place i'd like to go to yeah is irrationality i'd like to speak about irrationality yeah the irrationality of the comments that follow me one of the comments that i read said why are you giving stephen french a platform to brag about his crimes. The cognitive dissonance that takes place in some people when they see my face is unbelievable. Where else are you gonna talk about crimes other than a true crime podcast? Yeah, and uh, um, I'm entitled to have a platform to address all the untruths that have been told about me for 15 years. Yeah, um, I'm a police informer. I'm a grass, I'm a rapist of men, women, boys and girls. Yeah, I'm an incestuous pedophile. These are the rumors that fly through social media with regards to the assassination of my character. Yeah, and one of the reasons why I'm back on social media, right, is to combat that irrationality. Because when I see irrational 
comments. Some people have a radar. Some people have a gaydar. I have a radar. Irrational racism is irrational. So when I see somebody making an irrational comment, I automatically assume that they're most probably a racist because they want to call me something, they want to do something, they want to spew some bile on me. Yeah, for whatever reason, yeah, right? Maybe they just don't like me. But I personally take it at that, at that point. Yeah, so it, I, I find it strange. The first story, yeah, or the first uh, 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 is, is also from a comment, yeah? I think it was about 1986. And I and about a dozen friends went to Las Vegas to see Mike Tyson fight Frank Bruno, yeah? And we were in a club. We were in a nightclub, yeah, yeah, right? I think it was a Las Vegas. I can't remember the name of the nightclub. Yeah, I was in the nightclub. Now, the comments has accused me of getting drunk on on the uh, on when we went out uh, and co causing trouble, yeah, and spoiling spoiling the holiday for everybody. The lady that wrote the comment said that she was told that by Chili Jenkins. Chili's my friend. I give Chili a call. Chili said he hasn't got no clue who the person is or what they're talking about. It's just more lies. So let me tell you what happened in Las Vegas when a black scouser went all the way to America to have a fight with a white scouser in a nightclub. So my posse used to be called the head, like a head of rhinos, yeah, right? And, and Franny Benny, all the guys, all the guys that were in that program called shooters that was from Liverpool. Most of those guys, yeah, yeah, were on our crew. Yeah. Now they weren't my crew members exactly. My my uh, uh, good friend, my protege, was a guy called Ian Rock Rocky. Yeah, and they were friends with Rocky, and then we ended up all mingling together. Yeah, <laughs> they also had the nickname of the Death Squad. They run the uh, uh, the security at the Buzz Night Club. All uh, big heavy set guys. Yeah, right. About about two dozen of them there was well known. The, the guy that I liked the best out of all of them was a white guy called Franny Bennett. Yeah, Franny Bennett became, became my friend. And this is why Franny became my friend. Within Las Vegas, yeah, yeah, right. And I see Colin Smith. Colin Smith's from Speed. Colin Smith uh, uh, was allegedly a cocaine dealer of the Smith family, yeah, right. Colin was murdered outside the sports center. Yeah, shot dead with a shotgun. Yeah, but he was alive at this time. And I I took Franny over to introduce him to Colin Smith. And Colin was with uh, all the white guys from the South End, but from the Dingle, yeah, the Ungies and, uh, uh, and such like. And there's a guy there that I know, a guy, he's a, he's a boxer called Pat, Pat Mack, yeah. Pat Mack was a good boxer, yeah, yeah. And I'd bought some shades. Yeah, I, I paid $200 for some, some sunglasses. And he asked me, could he see my sunglasses? And I gave him my sunglasses. And as I'm introducing Franny to Colin Smith, I see him just crumple up my glasses. Yeah, and then go laughing to his friends. Yeah, yeah, right. Now, Pat was famous 
for stealing it on people. Yeah, yeah, right. And I hit him with a tremendous right hand, smashed him right on the side of his jaw, and he flew over all the tables, yeah, and landed on and landed on the floor. This is and it was a knockout punch. I know it was a knockout punch, but this is when I became aware of fighting guys on cocaine. And when you fight guys on cocaine, the licks that they can take. Yeah. Next thing I know, someone's got me around the neck, and there's a big melee started. Somebody, somebody jumped on my back and choking me, choking me around the neck. Pat Mack is getting back up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Franny Bennett rushes into the fight and peels, peels the guy that that's around my neck. I don't even know what was. And, and I get free again. Yeah. There's a big, there's a big melee that that starts up, but then something interesting happened. The security at this nightclub was Samoans and Hawaiians, six foot five, six foot six, six foot eight, 280, 300 pound guys, huge guys. Yeah. And this Samoan just picked me up like I was a girl, grabbed hold of me, picked me up like I was a girl, actually grabbed hold of the post, yeah, trying to keep myself in. He just plinked me off it. Yeah. And took me to the door. I thought, oh my word, I'm going to get filled in here. He just put me outside and said, go home, English. Go home, English. Yeah. But uh, um, my suit, I had a new suit on. My suit got ripped. I had 2,000 pounds worth of traveler's checks in my thing. Yo, they were lost and I lost my passport. And I knew, because I'd been speaking to Colin Smith, that... Uh, uh, they were staying at the Las Vegas Hilton. So I said to my crew, we're going to the Las Vegas Hilton. Yeah, right. And this isn't over. Yeah. When we get to the Las Vegas Hilton, there was a guy who was killed at Crosby Marina by a Scottish guy called Ian something. Could you? I can't remember his name, but Ian was with that crew and he launched a bottle of whiskey. He had a bottle of whiskey and he launched a bottle of whiskey at me. And I ducked under, I ducked under it, and it hit um, um, Desi Bayless, hit Desi Bayless in the head, yeah, yeah. Security came again, argy bargy, get back, get back, yeah, right. We get back to the UK, yeah, we get back to the UK on a Tuesday. At that time, Colin was running a club called Eve on Seal Street. Yeah, Eve was on Seal Street. Yeah. And I let it be known to the Tom Toms. Yeah, yeah. That we'll be down on because Pat Pat Mack was the head doorman at, at Eve. Yeah, right. I wanted my money back. I wanted them paying for my glasses. I wanted the money that I lost. And I wanted to be compensated for what had happened. Otherwise, me and my crew will be going to Eve and we'll see what happens. Yeah, that, that was on a, we we got back on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, those guys, yeah, yeah, from Park Road and Park Lane are all racist. Yeah, it was a racist incident. I wasn't drunk. Yeah, I didn't start it. Yeah, I got my glasses crumpled up, but I was going to finish it. Yeah, right, because I don't fear those guys. Never have, never will. Yeah. It gets to Friday. 
it gets to, and I wish Sean was here because Sean would enjoy the story. It gets to Friday, yeah, yeah, right? And there's a knock on my door. Yeah. And it's Aaron Akibiki. Those that call him purple Aki, that's a racist slayer. He's so black, he's purple. I call him Aaron Akabiki. And Aaron Akabiki is a friend of mine. Yeah, right. And I'll explain in a story why he's a friend of mine. Yeah. And he brought me my money. Yeah. He brought me, um, um, I think it was about three and a half thousand pounds. Yeah, right. I don't think it was paid by Pat Mark. I think Colin Smith played, paid the money to avoid, avoid the trouble. And that's what happened in Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, uh, because it is the South end of Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the blacks in the South end of Liverpool are from Toxtiff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And there's been an ongoing war between the Dingle. Yeah. 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 Bodies have turned up. Davy Ungi was killed. Yeah. Johnny Phillips was killed. May they both rest in peace in, 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 in that war. Yeah, they say Johnny died in a bar fight. I think he was, he, he got shot. He got shot at the balls. He got shot all over the place. And he was never the same after that. Anyway, that's what happened. I got my money back and everything was squashed. Um, a few weeks later, a few weeks later, yeah, yeah. Michael Gomez, the guy that used to box with the sombrero, was boxing at a... Everton Park Sports Centre. Yeah, and I went with my brother Sean and a guy called Teddy, Buckets of Blood, Malloy. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, and I also took an equaliser with me. If you know what an equaliser is, you know what an equaliser is because I knew they were going to be there. Yeah, and I knew Pat Mack was going to be there. I knew there was only going to be three of us. Yeah. I went in there. Yeah, I seen Pat. I said, come here, come here. He came over. I said, we went, we went to the toilets. Pat said to me, I didn't pay you that money. Yeah, yeah, I didn't pay you that money. Uh, uh, Colin paid you that money. I said, well, you shouldn't have done what you did. Yeah, I give you the smack. And if you want to go again, we can go again. He didn't know that I had an equalizer on me. He said, no, it's all over and done with now, Stephen. Let's leave it. Yeah, he, he went. Yeah, yeah, right. I went back in. I just wanted to see them. And I said to my, to my, my brother and to Teddy Murray, let's go. I've said what I wanted to say. I've, I've seen him and th there's no more issue. That's for the person that made that comment. That's what happened in Las Vegas. And that's how it resolved itself. Now, I'll finish that story with, with this. Pat Mach, yeah, yeah, was a hell of a boxer, yeah, right? But he was horrible once he had one drink too many. And he loved stealing on people. Stole it on Steve Clark. Stole it on loads of people. Stole it on Steve Clark and then got beat. Tried to steal it on me, but I beat him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was a friend of, he used to bodyguard a friend of mine, yeah, a guy called Neville. And we resolved our differences because we used to box together at a Golden Gloves uh, amateur boxing club. I used to use the United Services, which incidentally was owned by John Smith Sr. Now, John Smith Sr., there's John Smith Jr., there's Kevin, there's Colin, yeah, 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 and there's another one, I can't remember his name, but they're decent white guys. They used to have the, the Pivy Snooker Club on Lodge Lane, yeah, and Kevin, sorry, Colin 
and Curtis Warren were very good friends. Yeah, yeah, right. And uh, I have the utmost respect for John Smith Sr., John Smith Jr., yeah, and Kevin that used to take the boxing, yeah, because there is, it's like a saying, I'll, I'll say it again, yeah, right, because I can spot a racist or because I call out a racist, it doesn't make me a racist because those white guys are my friend, especially the dad, especially John Smith Sr., yeah, got a lot of time for them. That's my fair story. And I'll, have, I'll let you make a little comment if you want. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just another one of those tales of intense violence that seemed to follow you. You know, it was different rules and a different life back then. But one one thing you touched on, I mean, with with with, I mean, I I only know him by the very derogatory name that you brought up. If I'm being honest with you. Um, what is your past with him? Because there was a, there's, there's quite a lot of stigma that follows him around as well, uh, Stephen. If I'm being uh, honest, would you oh, care to touch oh, on that? Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. I mean, you don't need okay. to if you don't want to. It was no, just... no, no. L listen, listen, listen. Yeah, right. I'm bringing rigorous honesty and pure truth yeah. to every to everything that I, to everything that I do. Yeah, right. So there'll be those who say, well. He's, he's saying that a pedophile is his friend. Yeah. So let me explain. Okay. Let me explain it. Let me explain how I first came to in contact with Aaron Akabiki. Aaron Akabiki loves the male aesthetic. He loves bodybuilding shows. He loves muscles. Yeah, yeah, right. And he can be inappropriate at times with feeling people's muscles. Yeah, because I've got a nephew called Daniel, yeah, 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 right? And he has to feel Daniel's muscles, yeah, yeah, right? And I had to have a word with Aaron Akabihi, yeah, yeah, with regards to, you know, that's my nephew, yeah, leave him alone, yeah, yeah, right? Or you're going to be in serious, serious trouble. And I asked him, I asked him what it was about. I asked him, yeah, I asked him if he was gay. He said, no, I believe him, yeah. I asked him, about all this stuff about putting people's in, in chairs and lifting them up and feeling them up and all, all, all that. He denied that to me. Yeah, yeah, I believe him. Yeah, right. But he admitted to being inappropriate about touching young men's muscles. Yeah. Now, like me, yeah, 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 he's a big black bogeyman. Yeah. And he gets lots of things said about him that are not true. Now, I know somebody died in Birkenhead on a racetrack, yeah, and I'm not um, um, ignoring the death of that boy or the pain that that family su su suffered. Something happened on the railway, yeah, yeah, and the boy lost his life, yeah, yeah. For the boy losing his life, I'm truly, truly sorry. What happened, and the, the details of that story, I'm unaware of, yeah, I, I don't know the details of that story, yeah. Um, Operation, Operation Town Safe was to stop the flow of contraband through the tunnel, yeah, through the Mersey 
through the Mersian Wallasey Tunnel, yeah, yeah, right. And I lived on the Wirral. I lived, I, I worked in Liverpool City Centre and I lived on the Wirral, yeah. I was stopped once in Operation Town Safe and I thought, fair dues, yeah. I was stopped twice in Operation Town Safe and I thought, okay, that, you, you know. And then I was stopped a third time in the week. Then I decided I was being racially profiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I had my own laptop in my in the boot of my car. Yeah, I was stopped on Butter Road by PC Marcus Coast, a uh, 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 Sergeant Rohan. Yeah, yeah, and another PC called PC Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, and this time, yeah, 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 we had a fight. Yeah, I fought with uh, uh, Rohan. I fought with Jones. I fought with I fought, I fought with I fought with the Freedom. Yeah, yeah. The call for reinforcements. Yeah, and I was pulled into the van by my ears. Yeah, um, I've got the pictures when 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 you and I do do our podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll put these we'll, we'll put these pictures up. Yeah, yeah, right. And they and they took me to Whittle, Whittle Custody Suite. Now, when the SPG got closed down at St. Anne's, yeah, yeah, or, or for being racist police officers, they all ended up in Birkenhead. Yeah, right. They drove me to a blind spot in in in, in the police station. It, uh, they had my hands handcuffed behind my back, and he threw me on some. He threw me onto the the, the bench in the holding cell. Yeah. And I thought I broke both my wrists. Yeah, I thought I broke, broke both my wrists. They put me into the cell. Um, 10 officers, around about 10 officers. I was still cuffed. Around about 10 officers came in. Yeah, yeah, right. And they beat me within an inch of my life. Yeah, 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 right. And, and, and to such a degree, the next day, the and I'm still holding it together, the next day, um, the male nurse comes in, yeah, yeah, right, right, and he comes in to see me, yeah, yeah, and he says to me, I said to him, are you a policeman? Or, or, or do you, he, he says, no, I work for the police, I'm not a policeman, and I collapsed into his arms, yeah, yeah, right. I was taken to Arrow Park Hospital, I was taken to Arrow Park Hospital in chains, yeah, yeah, I got to Arrow Park Hospitals, yeah, yeah, right, now, if your wrists swell over four, I think it's five millimeters. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you've been tortured. Yeah, 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 right. My wrists, both my both my wrists were swollen. Yeah, t ten centimeters. I had arms like the elephant man. Yeah, and I had a fractured rib. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I was pissing blood. I had, I had internal bleeding. Yeah, yeah, and I was charged. With stealing my own laptop, yeah, and with police assault because I fought with the police. Yeah, I run my own defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron Akabiki supplied me with some documentation with regards to PC Marcus Coast. Yeah, I'm at a Liverpool Crown Court. Yeah, 
and I'm charged with police assault and I'm charged with uh, uh, stealing my own laptop. I prove through my phone that the laptop's mine. Yeah. And I take, I let PC Marcus Coase take the stand and he's standing in the box. Yeah, yeah. I, I give, I prepared my own brief, but I had a barrister to speak for me and I told him exactly what I wanted him to do. I prepared my own case. Yeah, yeah. And we brought out the documentation. Now, side story. This all happened on a Friday night. Yeah. Marcus Coase is telling the court that I kung fu'd him, I karate'd him, I did so many things to him that he was off work for three weeks and couldn't go to work. Yeah. We had him in the dock. And we brought out the documentation that I had. Now, you know, I think it's called something to fill the, the, the three feathers. There's three feathers that are the logo for New Brighton Rugby Club. When he's seen that I had the match report from, say, Friday was the 15th, from Saturday the 16th, yeah, he went ashen. He went ashen in the dock. Yeah. And we made him read out what the match report said. Now, bear in mind, bear in mind, this police officer has been in the dock and said, I beat him up and he's been off work three weeks. The powerful Marcus Coast ran down the wing and scored a try. Yeah, yeah. The judge looked at him. The judge said to him, aren't you Marcus Coast? He said, he denied his own name in the dock. His head was that gone. No, Your Honor. Uh, uh, and Your Honor, the judge said to him, I burst out laughing. I burst out laughing at the back of the court. The judge, I can't remember the judge's name. The judge says to me, Mr. French, what do you find so funny? I said to him, he's going to call it a boil shite. Now you need to throw this case out. You need to stop this trial. You need to throw this case out, right? Because he said he's off work for three weeks. Yeah, he's perjured himself as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, right. But I know you're not going to do him for perjury. Yeah, but you're going to throw this. You're going to stop this trial here and now. Yeah, and you're going to set me free. And that's exactly what I did. And Adam B, I can Arabihi, yeah. I told people I set a private detective on him. Yeah, yeah, right. It was Aaron Akabiki who supplied me with the match report from New Brighton Rugby Club and this lying police officer, yeah, 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 who said he was off work for three weeks, yeah, and played rugby the very next day, played rugby the very next day. And the case was collapsed. Sergeant Rohan, yeah, 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 a thug in a uniform, yeah, and he was also a martial artist, yeah, yeah. When I was uh, running a bare knuckle do up in Haydock, yeah, I challenged him, I challenged them all, I challenged him, I challenged Sam Walker to come up and fight me for charity. Come and fight me, for, fight me like a man. I put my martial arts against your martial arts any day. PC Marcus Coast, Sergeant Rohan, and PC Jones are still on duty, still policing 
the widow. Yeah, 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 right. Nothing happened to them. I never sued them. I never done anything. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's how I know Aranakabiki. That's why I've got time for Aranakabiki. And that's why I call Aranakabiki my friend. Yeah, right. And I don't call him purple Aki. He's so black, he's purple, because that's a racist slave. And it just goes freely across the board. Yeah, right, right. And I am a pro-black anti-racist. I, I completely get that, right? And I don't mean to just jump on this topic with you, Stephen. But, I mean, what you've told me there about him, he seems like quite an asset to you with regards to being when you were part of the criminal underworld. And is there any possibility that that's kind of blinded you a little bit to his true nature? Do you think there's a possibility of that? And I'm, I'm just it, putting you on the spot there, and I'm just... Listen, it's a fair question. It's a fair question, Yeah. I've had a million and one untruths told about me and I'm presented as facts and truth. Yeah, yeah. What I, what I do know, what I do know, yeah, right, is at times he's acted inappropriately, yeah, right, and touched men's muscles. Sure. Yeah, 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 right, and touched men's muscles. That's what he's guilty of, yeah, right. Now, I know he likes the male aesthetic, yeah, right, right, but I don't believe that he, he's, he, he's raped anybody in jail, yeah? I don't believe that, um, 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 that he tied somebody up in a chair and, and did something to them. I don't, I don't, I choose not to believe that, yeah, right? right. And I've took him to task with regards to uh, 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 feeling up your muscles. If he tried to feel my muscles, I'd knock him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as big and as powerful he is, yeah, I'd knock him out. If you can't defend yourself, you can't defend yourself. And I'm not condoning it. I don't condone that behavior. Yeah. And I don't tolerate it. Yeah. And I haven't spoken to him for at least six years. Maybe even, yeah. maybe even long. See, maybe, maybe even longer. Maybe, maybe even I haven't spoken to him for 10 years. Yeah. yeah right, right. But he's, he's highly intelligent, highly articulate. Yeah, 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 right. And if you take get time to know him, yeah, he's okay. I choose to believe that he doesn't rape boys. Yeah. I choose to believe that that that, that their lies made up about him. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And he's used as a bogeyman. Yes, I know somebody died on the railway. Yeah, 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 right. And I'm not gonna go into the details of, of, of that. Yeah, yeah, right. Or make any observation on that. All that's all I know. All, all I will say is is. I know some people that deserve to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. I'm not, I'm not. I don't know about that story. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what he did, and I don't know the antagonism and what he was running away. What he did, or I don't know any. Don't know any of that. Yeah, yeah, right. But eh, 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 I still say that I have time for Aranakabihi because he helped me. Yeah. Otherwise, Merseyside Police. Yeah, I would have went to jail for that 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 offence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, um, I appreciate that. I'll I'll be honest with you. I think, I think, I think it's fair to just put a pin in that one there, Stephen. If you see what I mean, because okay, uh, okay. you're entitled to your opinion. You obviously know the guy, I, and I my my opinion differs. And rather than beat a dead horse, let's just move on because uh, I don't want to keep putting oh, you on. Oh, the listen, 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 listen. The seat for me isn't hot. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The seat isn't hot for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I will say this, yeah. I don't condone what he does. Yeah, yeah. When he tried to do it to my family, I took him to task over it. Yeah, touch your muscles and, and, and all that. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But and it's very difficult. Yeah, right. But I appreciate what he did for me. And if I oh, yeah, could help him, I would help him. If well, I could help him, I would help that's him. That's exactly it. I think uh, if we wanted a true testament, I think you're, 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 you're too much involved to give a, a, a true picture and not come into it with this feeling of you know friendship and attachment and there's nothing wrong with that and again we'll we'll, we'll move on because again i don't want to i don't want to okay oh, 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 okay okay um, yeah well well and and one of the reasons and i'll, I'll finish i'll finish with this one of the reasons yeah. i'm sympathetic towards it yeah yeah right, right, right is that if you're throwing another point in, once you're done, I'm going to throw another point in, Stephen. Oh, you, so you, you can't, know. you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. No, no. No, listen, listen, you, you, you're, you're entitled to, you're right, right. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sympathetic to him, you're right, right. Okay. It's, it's because I've had many, so many lies made up about me. So okay. many rumors started about sure. me. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. And, and, and you can't tell me. Yeah, yeah, right. That it's not rooted in racism because you all call him Purple Yeah, and and that's a racist slur. His name's yeah. Aaron Akabiki, and he's so black he's purple. Is what it's about. Yeah, but you all do it casually. Yeah, casually. Yeah, and this is what I'm talking about: the casual racism that some that just that just flies under under the radar. So I stand with my black brother. You yeah. understand? Yeah, 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 yeah. In, in, the, in the face of that, 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 yeah, you're right. And I don't overlook what he's done, and I've took him to task over what he's done, and he can't do it to mine, yeah, right. And I'm not condoning that, yeah, right. I don't condone that behavior. That's what True. I'll say on that. Man. Okay, well, here's my two cents on it. If you've got a guy who likes feeling up other men's muscles, and you confront him and you say, Are you gay? and he says no, okay, you, there's a good possibility that he's hiding something. If you go up to a predator and you ask them, are, are you after young boys? There's a good chance they're going to say no because maybe they're hiding something. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Let's just leave it on that playing field. I'm not saying anything about uh, uh, Mr. Adernaki. I, I only know the rumors. And to be honest with you, I also completely stand by what you're saying about people can make up anything, okay, and turn anyone into a boogeyman. Um, but at the end of the day, there was a tragedy that occurred and do, do you know what? This isn't really the point of this show, but I just wanted to say, yeah. um, I just yeah. wanted to touch on it's, that. It's, a little listen, bit. listen, listen, listen. It's 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 a cauldron. It's a yeah. cauldron. Yeah, I understand that. It, it's a cauldron. Yeah, yeah, right. And and I don't know. I don't know. Did let me just emphasize. Yeah, yeah okay. right. My deepest sympathy to the family that lost the boy. My deepest sympathy. To lose anybody, yeah, yeah, right, by through an act of violence, whether it be accident, accidental or not, yeah, I know all about that. It's happened in my family. I know the, I know the hole that that leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not siding with him. I just don't know what happened. Yeah, I know we never yeah. went to prison for it. I know we never went to jail for that. 
Yeah, right. I know, I know he hasn't been charged with raping anybody. I know nobody's come forward and made a statement that said he held me down and he ain't even raped me. Yeah, right. I know that's not happened. Yeah, yeah, right. I know there's no, I know there's lots of chat. Yeah, right. But I know there's no hard physical statements and evidence. Yeah. And until I see the hard physical statements and evidence, I'll reserve my judgment. And I think that's fair as well, if I'm being honest. So yeah, I think uh, I think that's I think we'll we'll go from there. But like I say, it's that period of your life, whether it was your involvement and in, uh, with Mr. Aki and him helping you out, and all the other uh, incidents that have taken place, he seems to have at least uh, done right by you. So at least that's uh, no, you're no. See, 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 see. You missed the issue. Okay. You missed it. You missed the issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of corrupt police officers. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Listen, let me finish. Let me land my yeah. point, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Racially profiling me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beat me with an inch of my life till till I was pissing blood. Yeah, yeah. To me, till till the doctors said you look like you've been tortured. They had to take me from from custody to Arrow Park. That because because they went too far, thirteen coming behind me. They all wanted to get a dig in, dig into me. You right? Yeah. They all wanted to have a go because that's what they do. Yeah, when they get the likes of me in a closed, confined space. Yeah, yeah, right. And man to man, one to one, every one of them, I'd whoop, I'd whoop. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And uh, uh, Marcus Coles. He's big and powerful. So Ro Rohan was a karate guy, right? And then I've got the videos, and you can see them collaborating and getting the stories. The judge was disgusted, yeah, but he never did anything. The guy perjured himself. They never yeah. did anything. And, and they're still policing in that area. And that is the point that I want to emphasize, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. That these authorities, yeah, these, it's, it's like, it's like, my mission statement is to help young men come out of the dark and into the light and to expose corrupt men in positions of authority and power who utilize the authority and power to hold us, the rest of us down. Yeah. And you use the police force to do it. You understand? Well, let's yeah, let's right. touch on and that more, Stephen. Touch on yeah, that more. Tell yeah. us, because I think a lot of people, whether you're, whether it's a race issue or whether it's a, you know, criminality issue, I think a lot of people, need to be educated on corruption, especially with the police. So maybe touch on some more incidents where corruption, racism, and all this have been... Oh, 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 okay. Okay. When I came out of jail, see, one of the different... I'm seen as a subversive. I'm, my, on my files, it's marked down as a subversive. Yeah, right? Because I challenge authority, but I know how to challenge authority. When I came out of prison in 2016... Yeah, I wrote a white paper, yeah, an unofficial white paper, yeah, right, called Institutional Racism and Malfeasance in Public Office on Merseyside. Yeah, yeah, right, with regard to everything that happened to me. Because when my story starts, or when they speak about me in the papers or on the TV, it always starts as a 12-year-old boy. Now, a 12-year-old boy who apparently stole a, a, a car, what was it called? UTMV, U UTMV, 
Yeah, right. So, but what I did, yeah, is I took it back. I went back further, and I started to to look at them. Uh, Ipso Christo, uh, something custodies, Chris custodies, Ipso custodies. It's a Latin phrase, yeah, right, which means who watches the watches. Yeah, it escapes me at this present moment in time. Yeah, right. But who watches those in authority and what they're and what they're doing? Yeah, right, right. Because here, here's a stuff for you. Yeah, yeah. One percent of 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 the population own all the wealth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ninety percent. Ninety percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of uh, us. Uh, uh, are unaware, call it asleep. I don't like saying people asleep, but asleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Four percent, the politicians, the one percent use to con us. Yeah, and five percent of us know about it. Yeah, five percent of us know about it and work against it. Yeah, right. And you're marked as a subversive is if you do that. Yeah, right. It's like it's like this. Yeah, right. And it's not me. It's not me trying to say I'm 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 a goody two shoes. Yeah. I was set on a criminal path. I was set on a criminal path, and I'll never forget him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, 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 a white sergeant with green eyes and red hair put the car keys in my hood, smashed up my back seat. My back seat is still listening to this day with a radio or a torch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was, I'm forced me to plead guilty, yeah, to uh, UTMV in 1971. I was set on a criminal path. Yeah, after I come out to the care homes. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, I'm doing another podcast about about uh, Liverpool Social Services, Liverpool SS. I call them Savile's soldiers. I call them, I know about the, the child trafficking. I know about what happens in those homes. Yeah, because I was a kid in those homes. When I tried to sh when I tried to share my story with the rest of Merseyside, yeah, yeah, I was ridiculed. I was laughed at. Yeah, yeah, right until I did a freedom of information subject access request. And got the paperwork, got the evidence, yeah. Bring the paperwork, bring the evidence. Don't talk to me about rumor. Don't talk to me about innuendo, yeah. Bring me the facts, yeah, right? Because in the year, the book of Jeremiah is the book in the Bible of Jeremiah is, is Jeremiah is the is the 24th book of the Bible. Yeah, yeah. And Jeremiah was lambasted, yeah, yeah, right, and thrown down by lies and deception. Yeah, yeah, right. But he brought the truth. 2024 is the year of truth. Yeah, yeah. My favorite comedian is Cat Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's bringing out the truth about what happens in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, he's bringing out the, the bringing out the light, and then what's his name, Kevin Hart, two, 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 two months or two months ago when he first done the Shay Shay podcast, he's saying no, he's just jealous, he's lying, he's lying, he's lying. Now Fifty Cent has dropped the videos and the tapes, and it turns out it's true. And now Kevin Hart making apology videos. It's the year of truth. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it's it's. It's light against dark, truth against lies. Yeah, right. And yeah, 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 yeah. I will tell the truth about myself. 
I've told the truth about myself. I've told the truth about I was a cocaine addict. I was a sex addict. Yeah. I don't hold back about the bad stuff that I've done. Yeah, right. But one of the reasons why I'm doing these podcasts, yeah, yeah, right, with regards to the favorite one they like about me, Stephen French is a grass. Bring the statements. Bring the people that I've grasped on. Bring the paperwork or shut your fucking mouth. I'm fed up of it. Yeah. Shut right. the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. I know what your real problem is. You know what your real problem is. Yeah. I ain't no snitch. I, I mean, spot on. Well, we actually had a really good question here, uh, Stephen. Uh, somebody was asking, had the money been better in martial arts in your day, do you think you would have gone there or would you have still walked the same path? Do you think you could have trained to be a champion? Here's the thing. I was writing about that today on my Facebook post. Yeah. I wish, I wish I would have boxed. Yeah. Cause I got asked, I got asked to tame pro boxer. I was a good boxer too. Yeah. And there was, there was no money in martial arts. Yeah. Right. Right. But the discipline that it's instilled in me, the friends that I've made through it or throughout the world, no, and uh, uh, hindsight's a great thing, yeah, yeah, and I made a hell of a lot of money as a criminal, a hell of, of, of a lot of money as a criminal, yeah, yeah, and it was easy money, and on that note, I'm not bragging. I really, there was a comment, why are you giving him a platform to brag about his crimes? I'm not bragging. It's matter of factly. And, and yet last, last month, last, last podcast was about people that don't know me, to give them a catch up, to let them know who I am, how I became nicknamed the devil, what made me, because the podcast is called The Devil Decoded. I'm decoding the man that I was made. I'm decoding and I'm becoming the man that I could, I always knew I could be. Yeah. In my life, when I was doing all the stuff that I was doing. Yeah. 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 There's always been a dichotomy inside me. Light and dark, right and wrong, good and evil. Yeah. And I was a good person doing bad things. I've always been a decent guy, yeah, to my family and to my friends and to people that actually know me, actually have interacted with me, not seen me on videos or decided I'm this and that and never had a conversation with me, but know exactly who I am. Yeah, but people that, people that I care about. And now I want to be a good man doing good things. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I've affected the lives of thousands and thousands of young men up and down this country. I have the testimonials to prove it. Yeah, yeah. I've saved lives with the work that I do and the stuff that I do. But I've never done it. And I've always done it, tried to do it quietly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the background, yeah, right? Because, because of my spiritual beliefs. My spiritual belief says to me, you don't boast about what you're doing. Yeah, right. Now, am I a show-off? Of course I am. 
I've always been a show-off. I do show-off. We all show-off at times. Yeah, yeah, right. But I've learned humility. I've learned, I learned about how, how I can hear people emotionally without touching them. And I learned that when I was emotionally destroyed, when I was accused falsely of rape, and, and, and it went in all the papers, on the radio, on the TV, before I even set foot in court. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I had a trial by media that established my guilt that much speedier. Everybody, even my friends turned against me. My martial arts friends turned against me, started chatting rubbish about me that I'm getting, that I'm, I'm uh, 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 taking part in homosexual acts in jail. Now, I'm so upfront about who, who I am and what I do, yeah, and who I am. If I was a bull queer, I'd say I'm a bull queer. I like to fuck men, yeah, right? Because if that's what I like to do, that's what I'd say I'd, I'd do. But I don't. I like women. And I never had no sexual encounters in jail. Yeah, it's just another rumor that was made up about me. Yeah, right. And this is part of the decoding of the devil. And I'm enjoying doing it. And you may see the relish in me. You may see the enjoyment in me. Yeah, right, right. Because I won't be goaded into violence like I was last time. And when I became a hypocrite, yeah, and I was the anti-gun campaigner that pistol whipped the guy. I explained why I did that and I explained the story why I did that. And I did me jail. Yeah. I wrote a letter to the whole of Merseyside and apologized. We'll put the links up within our podcast. I apologize for my hypocrisy. I apologize for my behavior. Yeah, but my wife, my daughter, and my sisters were safe. Because I protected them like a man. Yeah, I went and done my jail. Yeah. I came on and I rebuilt my life. Now, I'm back doing the work that I've always done. Yeah, I'm back trying to help people avoid the life that I've avoided, that, that I've had. Because let me tell you something about the gangster life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate the word gangster. I don't consider myself a gangster, but I've been termed a gangster and I accept that. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something about it. It's a mug's game. It, it's got two roads. One goes to jail and one goes to the graveyard. Yeah, you might make some money on the way. Yeah, yeah, right. But you're either going to end up in jail or you'll end up dead. Yeah, yeah, right. In saying that, the real crooks never, never go to prison. Never go to prison. Yeah. And I'll share. A story, I shared a story, yeah, yeah, right, with two of the biggest gangsters I know. And it isn't snitching, yeah, right, it isn't g g going outside of school. I'll tell you who they are when I finish the story, yeah, yeah. These two gangsters got together, yeah, and they decided that they was going to take over another gangster's territory. Yeah, yeah. And they were going to steal that gangster's product. Yeah, yeah. And have it for themselves. And they were going to kill him to do it. But the police found out. And the police said to them, 
You can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah. But these two gangsters that you all know were so powerful. Yeah. They could tell the police to go and do one. Yeah. And they went to the other gangsters' territory. And they invaded it with, with their, their, their men. And they killed all his people, took his product, took all his goods for themselves, and they kept it for themselves and have made billions. Those two gangsters are George Bush and Tony Blair. The international police that they ignored was Kofi Annan because it was an illegal war. They went and the product that they stole was oil. And they used your sons and your daughters to fight that war, yeah? And they will never see the inside of a jail. And they're yeah. gangsters, man. They're gangsters. They're just gangsters with power. You understand? 100%. It's uh, just history repeating over and over. It's a cracking story, that, isn't it? It's a true story, is what it is, uh, yeah. uh, Stephen. Listen, I'm just going to play a little advert for you guys for the up-and-coming uh, Michael Franzese Remade Man Tour. Uh, if you're in the UK and want to come to this event, there'll be a link in the description. And uh, we'll be back in about 90 seconds. And, and what else is what else happens in that? Burn a, a, a saint and altar card in your hands, and you actually take an oath. And what is that oath? The oath is if you violate what you know about uh, this life, betray your brothers, you'll die and burn in hell it's like saint is burning in your hands. And do you accept that oath? And I said, yes, I do. Did you meet him last? Many times, yeah. What was he like? Great. I mean, I enjoyed it. Constantly be thinking, wherever you go, that somebody one day may tap you on the shoulder. I, it's, it's and exactly what they would see as revenge for you breaking the, yeah. the code. I know that that's a possibility, yes. I mean, to me, it would be ridiculous to assume you haven't. You can't be a mafia captain for that length of time in charge of that number of people and not kill people, can you? Well, well, let me put it this way. You know, it's a violent life at times. Mm. And if you're part of the life, you're part of the violence. And yeah, as a captain, I was given an order, told what to do, I did it. What do you think happened to him? There's two schools of thought. He hung himself or he was murdered. Not only did I spend time in that prison, I spent time on that tier. Right. Because I was in lockdown there. I mean, all those things happening at one time, the cameras are gone, the guards fall asleep. It doesn't happen. When I was in there, they were watching me 24-7. Calm down. All right, welcome back, and thank you, everybody, uh, for joining us tonight for part two of The Devil Decoded with myself, Ron Swanson, and Stephen French. And Stephen, like, so much of your stories, there's so much, like, oppressiveness that has surrounded you your whole life. You know, whether it was being put into those um, those homes, you know, the, the, the Savile for playgrounds or whatever they were called, the, the, the racist history of this country and then going into this criminal life, do you feel like there's there's moments, was there ever any moments where you wanted or you could have got yourself out of the criminal life before you did? Was there ever this, was there ever a thought in the back of your head, 
the, the reign of the devil would ever come to an end? T turns out, turns out I had a death wish. Turns out I didn't care, care whether I lived or died. Yeah, uh, some kind of death wish I had. Yeah, yeah. And round about 2003, uh, I think I mentioned this last week, I looked at an American green card, I had a lot of money. Yeah, I needed a million dollars in the bank and I was gonna go live in a gated community in America and send my daughter to Howard. Her uh, uh, auntie has tenure, she's passed away now, but she had tenure at Howard. But she was with a good set of girls. My wife didn't want to go, they wanted to stay. And I also, also wanted to give something back. Yeah, right, right. So I stayed because um, I've always been politically orientated. Yeah, yeah. Even when, even when I was a gangster. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Or what was called a gangster. Yeah. For example, yeah. Derek Hatton and the militant tendency. Yeah, yeah. Took over Liverpool. Yeah, they took over Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, right. With a social, a social, a socialist ideology. Yeah, right, right. But they were just lying in their own pockets. Yeah. And he tried to foist a guy called Sam Bond on the black community as some liaison, liaison worker. Yeah, right. And I, I um, um, got the job to be his, to be his bodyguard. They paid me some, they paid me 50 pound notes to be his bodyguard. And we burnt, I burnt the money on stage. I talked to, to the sports center and Levera Hines turned the lights off. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Derek hadn't got battered. Yeah, Derek hadn't got battered and he, and he got run. I seen Derek not so long ago in the Hilton. Yeah, Derek knows when he, he, st he started raising his voice again and I had to have a word with him again because he gets quite excited. Yeah, right, right. I'm also, my, my brother Sean, yeah, yeah, right, right. We had the first black political organization in the UK. It was called the FLBO, the Federation of Liverpool Black Organizations. Yeah. He was card carrying member number one. I was card carrying member number two. Yeah. At 11, yeah, I was, uh, I was attempting to get into Joey Joel's uh, uh, chapter of the Black Panthers. Yeah, I spoke about the iconic photograph. Yeah, I have the receipts, everything that I'm that I'm talking about. Yeah, the Observer Sunday magazine came in, in 1971 to the cathedral. I got my green jacket when I was 16. Joey Joel was the, one of the, one of the first people. I think he got I think he got sentenced in the early 70s for terrorism. He petrol bombed the ice rink. Yeah, right, right, because black kids couldn't go to the ice rinks. Blacks in Liverpool have always been politically motivated. Yeah, right, right. All right, I think, uh, Stephen, you still there? Avenues that were open to us. There we go. Was, the only avenues that were open to us was... Uh, Crime, boxing, sports, sports and crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I did both. I did both sports and, and crime. Yeah, yeah. So these are the, um, the, 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 the this this is, is the makeup 
of and not it's not just me yet because liverpool liverpool people are known for being militant and are known for standing up to tyranny yeah, yeah right but inside liverpool there's a more militant community again and that was my community yeah yeah right and we stood up to what was happening to us in liverpool pool yeah right so um yeah i'm i've always been politically aware politically motivated yeah and i've always uh, uh, fought against my own nature and you've got to remember yeah right my daughter was born in 1994 that's when i gave up uh, 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 criminality i went to work i had a huge security firm i had a huge property portfolio yeah, 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 right. That 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 I moved into. Yeah, I had five hundred men working for me in my security firm. Yeah, doing five million pound a year uh, with a million pound profit. Yeah, crime mark security services. I was everywhere. I was everywhere. Yeah, right. So it's not just uh, it's it, it, it's and then I've I haven't been to jail for acts of criminal uh, activity in order to get money. I've been to jail for violence. Yeah, I went. I, I I went to jail for fighting with people. I went to jail. I got recalled for jail when I was falsely accused of rape. Yeah, which is a nice segue into the very first story that I want to tell about prison. Because, I, 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 as you know, yeah, these are the untold untold stories of prison. Yeah, so I'll lead into the first story. Yeah, yeah, of of prison yeah it's 2016 it's january 2016 and i've been recalled and i'm in hmp liverpool yeah and it goes into the newspapers yeah, yeah that it's a uh, uh, for domestic violence there's been there's been a fight in the house it was for domestic violence yeah right right but what was what was known to me yeah yeah right was i'd been questioned about a rape yeah a rape that was supposed to have happened two weeks before christmas yeah now i want to speak about pc Four eight four nine, Lucy Neal, a most pernicious female uh, uh, police officer. Yeah, yeah right. Responsible, uh, 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 and was the, the the detective in charge of this of, of this rape case. Yeah, yeah, and. The moment she laid eyes on me, she didn't like me. And the moment I laid eyes on her, I didn't like her. Yeah. And we we did an interview. She she interviewed me at length about coercive behavior, coercive control and behavior through finances yeah but this this crime 
was linked to the crime that I just told you about, uh, uh, where PC Marcus Coast, yeah, 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 right, said I stole my own laptop. The judge in that case, Hopkins or Hawkins, the judge in that case told them that they should have looked in my phone in the police station, yeah, seen that the laptop was mine, yeah, and it, it, it saved the taxpayers thousands and thousands of pounds in bringing me to court with, with, with a case that was throughout. So I tell this policewoman, get me phone. She goes, no, we can't do that. I say, yeah, you can get the phone. Get the phone, yeah, and I can show you the email from this girl. I can show you uh, uh, money that, that I've sent to, uh, to her for keep. Yeah, I've got to be careful what I say that I don't give her identity away because she watches. Yeah, and she will pounce on me like any anything if I give anything about her identity identity away. So I'm getting questioned with regards to rape, assault on a woman, and controlling behavior, Co coercive be coercive behavior. Yeah, here and the two adult children. Go in and they say in the 90 days that she lived she lived with me yeah she lived with me from september from september to january we lived together yeah yeah right right now that's not giving her identity away because it says in the paper it was a domestic incident at his home where the woman lived yeah right she says that in that period of the time yeah 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 she lost four stone in weight a children also made statements that she lost four stone and weight because of the way I was in the house. Yeah. And that uh, uh, I never gave her no keep. I never gave her no, I never gave her no money or no nothing. Yeah. It turns out on the phone. Yeah. In that, I think it was, I think it was a 12 week period. She got six grand, six grand from me, 500 pounds a week for shopping, for housekeeping. Yeah, I, I paid all the bills, I paid the mortgage, and I used to give, but, but I paid it from my bank to her bank. Yeah, yeah. bought furniture for the son, bought furniture for the daughter. Looked after them like they were my own kids, yeah. But all that evidence was, all that, she, all that evidence was on, on, on the phone. In, in uh, March 2015, March, March, that was January. In, in the March 2015, I was inducted into the Martial, Hall, Martial Arts Hall of Fame, and she went with me. So I had photographs of her from March, and photographs of her in, in January, and there was no weight loss. It was all lies. It was, it was all lies. But I knew they were going to charge me. So I told in the police station the 20th, the 20th of January 2016, I was interviewed at Widow Custody Suite, yeah, um, with a representative from, from Hogan, Sarah her name was, from Hogan Brown Solicitors and another female police officer whose name and details I can't, rem can't remember. She was just sitting there, yeah. And I told PC4849 Lucy Neal, You'll get no promotion off of me. You'll make no case out of this. I am going to smash this case before trial. I know he's going to charge me with rape. 
I know it's going to be all over the papers. I know it's going to be all over the radio. And I know that he's going to try and get me killed in jail. Now, the beauty of this, yeah, and me saying this, yeah, you can say, yeah, he's making that up. Yeah, in hindsight, it sounds good. I've got the tape recordings. And you and I will play them. You and I will play them when we're doing our legacy video of me saying these things to this woman on that day because it was my under arrest and caution interview that I told that bitch that she wasn't going to do that, that I will smash this case to pieces before trial. Anyway, it goes into jail. It goes into the papers. Yeah. That's domestic violence. It takes them to April to decide to charge me with rape. They drop the coercive behavior charges because they look at the phone and they can see that money. She said she got no money. She can see that she's, she, she, she's uh, 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 got plenty of money. And there's a Latin term which what says, if you tell one lie, everything's a lie. I didn't know that till I come out of jail, but the judge, Judge Dennis Watson QC and the prosecutor, uh, 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 Ben Jones, they knew that, yeah, right? But I was being fitted up. I was being fitted up from start to finish. Yeah, I was fitted up in the police station. I was fitted up by Siobhan Blake, Chief Prosecutor, Merseyside and Cheshire. Crown Prosecution Services, because there's three statements. There's the daughter's two statements. There's the daughter and the son statement. Yeah, and there's the mother's statement. Yeah, yeah, right. And they fail the evidential test. Yeah, yeah, right. They fail on the coercive behaviour. So those those three those two statements are dropped. Yeah. Yeah, the statement, the, the mother's statement on its own becomes strong enough by itself when it's just failed one case to charge you with rape. This is how I undone it all, yeah, right? By analyzing the corruption that was used against me. Let's get to the prison part of it. So my sister, my sister notifies me, says, Stephen, I can't believe it. They're going to charge you. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So I said, well, tell them to charge me by post because I don't want to see Lucy Neal. Yeah, yeah, right. I don't want to come up here gloating at me in, in the police station. Yeah, and if she wants to see me, yeah, and charge me at the prison gates, tell them they need a production order. 13th of April, four screws come to me, come to me, Pat, and they say, we're taking you over to uh, 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 be charged. Yeah, the, the, the police officer needs to be charged. I said, let's see the production order. He said, what production order? I said, in order for you to take me to, to be charged there, you need a production order. Yeah, right. Now, now, I've asked her, yeah, yeah, to mail the charges to my solicitor. I don't want to see her. Yeah, they leave. Yeah, they leave, they leave. They come back more banded mob and I know what's going off. So get the grease on, yeah, and I get in the corner. Yeah. They come in. 
Yeah, fight, 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 fight. Yeah, you overpower me. Put the ratchet cuffs. Put the ratchet cuffs on me now. Ratchet cuffs are cuffs that go tighter and tighter and tighter. They click tighter and tighter and tighter. And they use them as weapons. They're so painful. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and they just want to. They're just trying to make me scream. Yeah, but I won't scream. Yeah, yeah. I've got, and then they've got me. Yeah, right. And I'm fighting them as, as much as I can, and I get dragged. Kicking and screaming. I think I was on F wing. From F wing to, to to the gates by B wing, where she's at the gates, where she she's waiting to read, read the charges for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, they've got me trussed up and chained up. Yeah, yeah. Like a run, runaway slave. Yeah, right. And I'm livid. I'm livid. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I'm I'm uh, uh, a big guy. And I'm quite powerful. Yeah, I'm quite strong. Fighting, fighting. So it's about four to five of them to contain me. I'm, 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 I'm fighting them every step of the way because they've got no right to take me. They've got no production order. She, 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 she gets there, yeah, right. And then I kind of see her face, but she sees the way I'm struggling against these people, yeah, right. And it's the first time she's seen my monster, yeah, right. Because I'm going off, yeah, 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 right. And the, the, the four or five of them are uh, finding it difficult to contain me. Anyway, they, they get me, and I managed to get me head, pop me head out. Yeah, and she reads the charges to me. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Now, when they read the charges to you, yeah, you're entitled to a reply. I wrote a poem. And I quoted a line from the poem. I'm in prison because I refuse to abort an unborn child. This is to date my greatest feat. And this selflessness will assure me of my heavenly seat. That's what I said to her. And that was my reply. And I spat at her. Yeah, yeah. And they dragged me back. Uh, put me in the cell, yeah, and I was char charged, yeah. My first court appearance was on the 16th of April. On the 13th of April, they put in the paper Stephen French charged with two counts of rape yeah it wasn't a mistake it was done on purpose yeah right right because you can say oh you, you know there can be some misunderstanding over if you rape somebody once it can be oh, oh, oh. but if you're getting if, if people see two counts of rape no you've done it to her twice mate You've done it to her twice. That was on the front page before I even before I ever set foot in a court. Yeah, it was on the radio. It was on local TV. It was in the Daily Mirror. Yeah, it was in it was in the Echo. Yeah, Stephen French charged with two counts of rape. 
They printed their apology the next day on page 19, saying, we got it wrong. He wasn't charged with two counts of rape. He was charged with one count of rape. That night in the prison, the howls that went up, the howls for my blood, yeah, rape a bitch once, and that's not nice, yeah, but you've done it twice, is another line from another poem that I've wrote about it, because how, how I, I um, managed with this ordeal, and how I challenged, channeled my aggression and my anger, is through my poetry, yeah, I'm samurai, yeah. Samurai will behead you to save his family. Then he will go home and do calligraphy and write nice and draw nice pictures. I, I don't draw pictures, I write poetry, yeah. They set, they put it in the paper, they did it twice. The best poem I've ever written is Trial by Media to establish my guilt that much speedier. Yeah, yeah, is a line from another poem. Yeah, they did it on purpose because on Merseyside, the police, the police and the CPS are not supposed to work together to do. The police, the CPS, yeah, the council, yeah, 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 and the papers, yeah, work together. The paper puts anything in that the police want them to put in or the council want them to put in, right? Because they get all the advertising money off them. They're all, every last one of them are bent. Yeah. There's a, his name's, uh, uh, I think his name's Ken, Ken Wright or something like that. He's a white guy. Yeah. He tried to run, tried to run independent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and he exposed them. He exposed them for the billion pounds that they get. He exposed how drug money is found at home uh, uh, to, on the council on Mersey's side, uh, 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 Operation Acorn and Operation, I've got the name down somewhere, yeah, but I, I'll remember a few next week. There's still, there's still 13 of them under investigation. Yeah, yeah, right, for what they do on Mersey's side. And I was putting that out. Yeah, I was on right onto what they were doing he got right onto what they was doing. Yeah, yeah, right. He ended up getting his family threatened. He ended up having to move out, lost his business, lost work, lost, uh, lost everything because they turn on you. Yeah, right. And they utilize that power. Yeah. I, I, my rape charge was a political act that they were all in on. And people will say, oh, it's, it's, it's so fanciful. This is why we're doing the legacy videos, because I have all the paperwork to lay it out. The problem they have with me is, is, is I'm educated. Like I said, I wrote institutional racism and malfeasance. If you don't know what malfeasance is, it means it's misfeasance and malfeasance, the American and the British word. Yeah, it means abuse of office. You'd abuse your power and office for your own gain. Yeah, right. And it's rife in every service in Liverpool. I wrote the white paper. Yeah, yeah. 
I wrote the white paper in January. I sent it recorded delivery to Theresa May, to the Justice Minister. Theresa May was the Prime Minister at the time, the Justice Minister, uh, and the Home Secretary. Yeah, yeah. And one of my findings was, was that the British criminal justice system for the members of the BAME community cannot be trusted. No, there's no way that a black man can get a fair trial in Liverpool, yeah, right, right, because of the racism. Yeah, yeah, right. I wrote that in January. 17 <laughs> in september 2017 david lammy mp wrote the lammy review and in the lammy review the conclusions are the british judicial system cannot be trusted by the bame community black asian and minority ethnic that's what they call us now yeah black asian and minority ethnic the BAME community is a sociological language that they use. Yeah, 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 right. And his conclusions were so the same as mine. Yeah, yeah. I thought he'd I thought he'd read my white paper, but his white paper was an official white paper. Now, and I'll finish, I'll say this bit and then we'll go to a, a, a break. Yeah. Because I can point out the racism doesn't make me a racist. Yeah, yeah. Because I know Lord Gifford in the Gifford Report, circa 1989, wrote Merseyside is the most racist city in Europe with the most racist police force. That's just evidence. Because I know Lord MacPherson in 1999, uh, 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 10 years later, yeah, yeah wrote about the Stephen Lawrence murder, yeah, yeah, right, and the institutional racism and malfeasance in, in, in the Met, yeah, 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 that doesn't make me a racist, that just makes me educated, yeah, because I know David Lammy in 2017 wrote the Lammy report that concluded the British criminal justice system is intrinsically racist and cannot be trusted by the Bain community, because I know these things, doesn't make me a racist because racism is irrational. Yeah, yeah. I love white people. I love my martial arts instructor who's passed away. I love Kevin Sumer from West London. I love Peter McDowell from Southport, who's been my uh, uh, martial arts brother for 40 years. I've got a friend down here called Ricky Smith that I go drinking with. I love Ricky Smith. I've got lots of white guys that I love. What I hate is racism. What I hate is white racists. Yeah, right, right. And they say it doesn't exist. It's gone. It's vanished. It's it, it done. It's what made me into a monster. You say, did you want to leave? No, I want to fight. I want to stand and fight. Yeah, yeah. I'm a soldier. I'm a warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I won't run. Yeah. I have faced insurmountable odds. Insurmountable. I'm supposed to be in jail now. Judge, Judge, Judge Dennis Watson QC. Yeah. How I undone him? 
I sucked my barrister, sucked my barrister because he prepared him for trial. I wanted to stop the case before trial because I knew that they put some Freemasons on the jury, yeah? They had to put a probation officer, a copper on it. Some Freemasons would be on the jury and I'd get stitched because that's how they work in Liverpool. I knew I had to break this before trial, yeah? And I told him in January I was going to break it before trial. So, so I filed for an abusive process on the 13th of September, 2016. Dennis Watson, yeah, yeah, I'd let the press in and every time, they were running a live, on the, the Echo were running a live, a live stream from my court case. Yeah, the comments that were going in were ridiculous. Yeah, the day when I was going to attack the power and tell them what they were doing, yeah, he banned the press. Yeah, he banned the press. Yeah, and I said to him, there's a word called exculpatory evidence. Exculpatory evidence is evidence that clears you of the crime. Yeah, 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 right. Chet Evans, the footballer, got done for rape. Yeah, yeah. Got a five. Done two and a half, came out. Yeah, got better solicitors. And then got the evidence of the CPS that cleared him and got it turned over. That was in 2011. He was my barometer. Yeah, yeah. They weren't going to do that to me. I weren't going to let them uh, 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 railroad me in that way. So, uh, and, and uh, 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 I speak truth to power. I don't fear them. Yeah. I told the judge, you're bent. I beg your pardon, Mr. Fred. You can't speak to me like that. I said, yeah, I can't speak to you like that. He said to me, I've had enough of your theatrics, Mr. French. Yeah, yeah, in, in this course. I said, you're sitting there with an horsehair wig on and a red cape, and you're talking to me about theatrics. You're having a laugh. Yeah, yeah. Give me advanced disclosure. Yeah, give me the emails, that, that, that the racist email where the girl says, rigorous honesty, nigger, please. Yeah, you told me you took the slough for an abortion. What should I do for you now? Go and look how they've robbed me. They've gone into my bank accounts and robbed all my money. Yeah, look at the statements. Yeah, yeah. Stop trying to railroad me. That's when he realized that I wasn't a fool. That's when he realized that he had to, yeah, yeah, yeah cover his own backside. So he, he, he authorized the police to go and investigate what I was saying that happened in, in, in in my account, yeah, and to look at, at certain photographs, yeah. That was on the, that was on the thirteenth of September. On the 29th, uh, I'm sorry. Then then, on a week later, say on the twentieth, yeah, John Brown from Hogan Brown's phone he says the CPS has been on, the case is collapsing, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said he would plead guilty to the threats to kill. Um, and they'll drop everything else. So I said to them, I said to him, get it in writing, because them serpents speak with a forked tongue, and I don't believe any, I don't believe anything about anybody unless I have the paperwork. Yeah, yeah. So get a letter. I got my letter on the 29th. Yeah, 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 and I came out of the jail cell and I said, I ain't no rapist, it's all dropped. 
Yeah. Now, 7-4 PC KT or KT 7-4-6-6 KT Grant. PC KT Grant. When she picked up the woman that accused me of rape on the night, yeah, yeah, she she put in her statement and she played me seven recordings of how Stephen spoke to her on that night. Yeah, you're right. Because she was actually walking around with a recording. Yeah, she was walking around recording. Now, I said to the young man, if you don't stop your mum phoning the police about me and telling lies, I'll take it up with you and all the men in your family. They told the cause. I said, I will kill you and everyone in your family. But there's a recording. There's a recording, because she was making a recording. There's a recording of her jumping down the stairs saying, that's it, I'm getting you sent back to jail. When I say to the boy, when I say to her son, if you don't stop her doing what she's doing, yeah, she says, that's it, that's it, we've got them threats on tape, threats on tape. Yeah, yeah. The woman that I told you at the start of this statement, PC 4849 Lucy Neal questioned me about that tape because right at the start of that tape, yeah, yeah, she spits at me, yeah, and I spat back at her. That's the only thing I did. She spit at me and I spat at her, yeah, yeah, yeah. And PC 4849 Lucy Neal said to me, Was that you spitting on the tape? So she's heard the tape. 7466 Katie Grant has heard the tape. DC4849 Lucy Neal has heard the tape. Yeah. Chief Prosecutor Siobhan Blake, there is no tapes. There are no tapes. Yeah. There's two police officers saying that they've heard them. The tape was one, one, once last in, in the police officer's hand. This tape clears me of the threats to kill the whole case should have been should never have started should have got you chuck out but they know that they've got to get something on me i've been smashed over the head my skull's fractured yeah yeah i need medical attention they won't let me go to the doctors yeah they got me in the block they're starving me yeah yeah i'm coming up i'm coming to court right i'm like a race yeah 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 I, I, i'm they beat me. They beat me. They beat me. And they made me plead guilty to something that I never done. But they didn't completely beat me. I was on an indictment. Yeah, yeah. And on the indictments for threats to kill, you can get three years. And he wanted to give me three years. Judge Dennis Watson QC, proper fit up judge. Yeah. So I asked him for a good year indication. He said, no, we can't give you the good year indication, Mr. French. But I'll tell you what we'll do with you. We'll deal with it as a summary matter. Which means like I'm in the magistrates. And the sentence, the guideline sentences for that was six months. Yeah, and if I pleaded guilty, because I said I pleaded guilty at the earlier stage, it's four months, so it's 16 weeks, so it's eight weeks, yeah. Within October, yeah, yeah, right, my license runs to December, yeah, yeah, right, I'm in jail to December anyway, so I'm not going to do any more jail. 
So, I, my barrister comes down to me and he goes, what do you want to do? I said, I'm going to plead guilty. I haven't done anything, but I'm going to plead guilty. Yeah, because I need to get out of jail. I need to save my properties. I need to fix up my bank accounts. I need to see what's left. I, I just need to get out of prison. Yeah, I was weak. I was a coward. I let myself down. They read the charge out to me. They say, first I get it written, I get it written into the, to the court papers that he's a liar. It never happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she has no credibility. Get that written into the transcripts. So rape and, rape and batty and that's all gone. It's just a threat to kill. Dennis Watson, he, 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 he's, he's like this on his desk. He's pretending he's writing, but he's not writing. He's waiting for me to say guilty. Because if I say guilty, then everything they've done to me is justified. Yeah. I've said this, told you this before, and I'll tell you it again. I plead guilty Vicoactus. Vicoactus is under duress. They beat me. They, I had my skull smashed. I had no medical attention. I was being starved. I was being robbed, robbed by everybody, raided me accounts. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just had to get out. Yeah. And I was weak. And I pleaded guilty to a crime I didn't commit. Yeah. And I did me eight weeks and I came home. And I just had to get out of Liverpool and go and lick my wounds. I think we'll take a break there. Can't hear you. Sorry about that. So, Stephen, everything that you went through, right, during that period, with the, the false accusations, the fight in it, the, 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 you know, you ended up doing eight weeks, all the rest. At any point, did you just feel like giving up? Because I think so many of us, when they're faced with that level of corruption and no way, okay. I mean, did you ever just feel like enough okay. enough with this? Okay. Okay. Just quickly, because we are, so, we are, uh, we've got another. Very, very quickly. Yeah. Well, well, really, I should answer that question when, when you come back because it's, it's something that I've never told anybody, but I'll share it with you. Sure. Yeah, no I'll problem. share it with you. Yeah. So go right. to the break and we'll, we'll We're do We're just going to uh, hit you guys with one more trailer for the Remade Man Tour. If you're in the UK, Ray J will hit you with the links for tickets and we'll be back in about 90 seconds. And, and what else is, what else happens in that? Burn a, a, a saint and altar card in your hands and you actually take it off. And what is that? The oath is if you violate what you know about uh, this life, betray your brothers, you'll die and burn in hell. It's like Saint is burning in your hands. And do you accept that oath? And I said, yes, I do. Did you meet him? Not many times, yeah. What was he like? Great. I mean, I enjoyed it. Constantly be thinking, wherever you go, that somebody one day may tap you on the shoulder. I, I, it's, it's and exactly what they would see as revenge for you breaking the, yeah. the code. I know that that's a possibility, yes. I mean, to me, it would be ridiculous to assume you hadn't. You can't be a mafia captain for that length of time in charge of that number of people and not kill people, can you? 
Well, let me put it this way. You know, it's a violent life at times. Mm. And if you're part of the life, you're part of the violence. And yeah, as a captain, I was given an order, told what to do, I did it. What do you think happened to him? There's two schools of thought. He hung himself, or he was murdered. Not only did I spend time in that prison, I spent time on that tier. Right. Because I was in lockdown there. I mean, all those things happening at one time, the cameras are gone, the guards fall asleep. It doesn't happen. When I was in there, they were watching me 24-7. All right, here we go. So, so you asked me if it ever got too much for me. Yeah. I'm blessed with great foresight. I have the ability to read how things are going to pan out, to read the future. I'd said in the tape, I know you're going to put me in a radio. I know he's going to put me on the papers. He's a rapist, he's a rapist, he's a rapist. And you got to remember now, right, um, 2.15, yeah, that happens to me as a hypocrite, yeah, when a pistol whips somebody, yeah, yeah right? It, it, the, the press coverage and the, the media coverage was, was unprecedented for, for, for who I am, yeah. So I was going to hang myself. I wrote a letter to my son. I wrote a letter to my daughter. Yeah. I wrote a letter to my un unborn child. Yeah. I've still got the letters, they're still sealed. Yeah. And, I was, and it was a thir I think it was a Thursday, and I said, I've finished the letters, and I said, let me just sleep on it. Yeah, I'm gonna hang myself, I know what you, you do with the towel. Yeah, I said, let me, a towel or a belt, let me, let me just sleep on it. Yeah. And I slept on it. And my dead brother visits me in my dreams. I told me to get up. Get up! Get up! Don't give up. Don't let them win. Fight on! Fight on! And that's what I did. But yeah, I contemplated killing myself. Yeah. But I slept on it. I slept on it. And I was visited. I was visited by my dead brother in a dream, telling me to get up and carry on. Yeah, I think, and I've never ever, I've never ever 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 told anybody that. Never, no, not even kids, because because if I if I'm vulnerable. If I allow my vulnerable side out, it's used against me. Yeah, it'll be used. It'll be used against. Did that me sharing that but will be used against me in the comments? There'll be somebody that will have something funny to say. The friend she wanted to kill himself, and then he had a dream, and he didn't. Yeah, but here's the thing: five years of therapy. 
have taught me how to be vulnerable. Yeah. And you asked me a question. Yeah. And I could have skated it and said no. Yeah. But I ain't coming on here to tell any lies. This is about truth. And I told you, I will tell you exactly who I am and what I've done. And I contemplated suicide. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't want to go through it again. I didn't want to go through what I went through in 2015. Yeah, my family. And then my daughter and, and my mom and all happened to read that I'm a rapist. Yeah, that I've been beating up the woman that I'm living with. Even though it was all lies. Yeah, because you've got to remember now. Even though I told a couple I'll smash it and I would do this. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm in a jail cell locked up. Yeah, yeah, a single cell high risk prisoner. Yeah, I don't share the cell with anybody. They always put me on my, my own. I'm categorized as single cell high risk, dangerous prisoner, and I go by myself. Yeah, yeah. So I did, I did, yeah, I did, yeah. And as part of my policy of rigorous honesty, Rocco. And the fact that you asked that pointed, excellent question. I've told you the truth. Yeah, I think everyone appreciates your brutal honesty. And the reason I asked you that was because I think everyone listening to your story, listening to even just when you were touching on what you went through, what they put you through over and above just the rawness of prison, would have beaten most people. The charges, the abuse, the racism, the corruption, all of it. And oh, I think, look, I think just, 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 just one, one point, one point, one point, one point. They do it to the white boys too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, listen, listen. Corruption's one there's, thing. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a racial element to it. Yeah, right. There's a racial element to it with, with, with blacks. But, yeah, yeah, British working class, British working class, the kids from Crocky, the kids from Eighton, yeah, 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 they get stitched. They get yeah. stitched off lying coppers. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Because the, the look that has scum. Yeah, yeah, right. Here's, 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 here's something. Yeah, right, right. These young men that are going around shooting, stabbing, and killing each other, yeah, they're perceived. Yeah, yeah, right. As, as 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 the cause yeah yeah of the problems yeah, right and as the view as the cause when in actuality they're a symptom yeah they're a symptom and this is why they're a symptom those in position of authority and power the politicians the governments of the day they're supposed to build an infrastructure that all the citizenry can tap into to provide for themselves and their families without being criminals. Yeah, but this is what the politicians do. Yeah, yeah, right. They say, look at the immigrants coming in, coming in, coming in. And as they're saying, look at the immigrants, they're stuffing the pockets with money. Yeah, yeah they're stuck in the... Say, look how many they're coming in, the boats, man. Boom, boom, boom. 
building no infrastructure. Yeah, mm. let me describe it this this way very quickly. Yeah. Okay. Society is like 20 biscuits on a plate. Yeah. The bankers and the politicians take 19 biscuits and they divvy them out among what I call the ruling, the ruling elite, their classes. They share the 19 biscuits. Then they say to the ordinary British working class person, yeah, yeah, look at the immigrants trying to steal your biscuit. Look at the immigrants trying to steal your biscuit. Look at the immigrants. And it works like a charm. It works like a charm every time. Yeah, yeah. And it's so frustrating to me. Yeah, right. Because I've been saying, I, I, I went on Sky, Sky TV News in 2012, used the same an analogy. They've taken that down because they don't want, this is why I'm seeing the subversive because of the things that I say. But yeah. Rocco, Rocco, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want people to remove the cognitive dissonance from themselves and not see me, yeah, yeah, right, right, as some braggadocious big black criminal who's always picking himself up. And listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, listen to what I'm saying. Yeah, and critically think about the things that I'm sharing. Yeah, and 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 try to pull them apart and and and, and see if they have no credibility because yeah. i know what i'm saying yeah, yeah has credibility you understand yeah so, so 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 it, 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 it people like me have to be ridiculed have to be chatted down have to be but hey hey the the, the interesting thing about me yeah is i'm robust extremely extremely yeah, robust I think, I think that is putting it freaking lightly Stephen to be yeah, perfectly yeah, yeah. honest robust yeah, is yeah. Is, and, uh, and, is an understatement and, and um, in the title of this thing is called The Devil Decoded yeah, yeah, right. and monsters monsters and I've said this before and I say it again to land it. Yeah, yeah. Monsters are not born, they're made. And they're made by neglect, abuse, physical, sexual. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in my in my particular case, yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrendous racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now now two things could happen to me. I could capitulate it, yeah, or I could have rose up. And I rose up, and and um, you're right. Oppression has uh, uh, surrounded me, but I've always rose to the top. Yeah, I rose to the top in the criminal fraternity. I rose to the top uh, in, in in the martial arts fraternity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I went to 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 a, a, an access course, access for higher education. Yeah, right. Forty of us were on the course. I was the only one to go all the way through and do a degree. You understand? I, I, I'm, 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 I'm finished in a red brick university. Yeah, right. Because I've got, a, I've got a, 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 so many firsts to my name. Yeah, I'm the first world champion that Liverpool University ever had attended. Yeah, there's so many, there's so much stuff that people don't know about me. That's good. Yeah, yeah right. Now, now, 
and and it's not it's not like I'm I'm trying to paint myself as an angel. I'm not. I'm a deeply flawed man, deeply deeply flawed. You're right, but I've been blessed with a fearless nature. I've been blessed with a, a, a good intelligence. Yeah, yeah. And I've also been blessed with the gift of foresight, the ability to read situations and, and see see what's what's going on. Yeah, and I've given plenty back, and I still yeah. got more to give back. And one of the one of the reasons, one of the reasons why I go so much about about not being a snitch or a grass is I can't appear to be that. For the people that I want to work with, yeah, because if they believe that I'm a snitch or a grass, yeah, right, and I, I'm I'm talking at the end, where 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 they're going out in a group of five and stabbing another guy till he's dead, yeah, they're the people that I work with. You understand? Yeah, yeah. and and initially it started off, it started off in the black communities, and I was only doing it with black black guys, but I've I've broadened it to all young men. Sure. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I, I don't, I, I, I say it again, I say it again. Yeah, yeah. I'm pro-black. I'm a pro-black anti-racist. Yeah, yeah, right. And and because I point the racism out, it doesn't mean that I'm stuck in that place or I, I, I do that, yeah, right? Because the no. majority of, of white people are good people, yeah, right? But it's just like, it's like my dad had an, an analogy. He said, my dad used to say to me, there's a barrel. And at the bottom of a barrel, yeah, 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 there's a pot of gold, yeah, but there's a hundred snakes in the barrel, and five of them are poisonous. Are you going to put your hand in? Are you going to put your hand in? And that's what it's like. That's what it's like. And it, it gets dismissed all the time. Yeah, right. But there's guys like me. It's guys like it's guys like um, um, the first one of the first black players. He was the actual first black player to play for Liverpool. Howard Gale, yeah, Howard Gale's my friend. We, we know each other, yeah, yeah, right. Howard wrote a book, eighty-one minutes in Munich, played it in, in, in the European Cup. He, in that book, yeah, 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 he talks about how his uh, fo football coach tried to mess about with him. Yeah, yeah, right. Nothing was said about it. Yeah, not nothing. Nothing was. It was. It was one. It was that book. Yeah, right. That gave me the courage to come forward and talk about my stuff when I, because I, I got Howard's book in jail, and I read Howard's book in jail, and it was Howard that gave me the courage to start talking about shit that happened to me when I was in them homes. Yeah, yeah, right. Then, then maybe, maybe four, five years later after Howard's book, yeah, yeah, all the white footballers come out. And there's a big hoo ah hoo ah, and it's all all murder over there, and all sympathy, and people are going to jail. Yeah, right. When shit gets done to us, nobody cares. So we have to care about ourselves. Yeah, yeah, right. And Howard, why I love him, why why I love him. They offered him an OBE, an Order of the British Empire. Yeah, and he told them to shove it up their ass. He didn't use those words. He politely refused. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Because I'm born 59, he's born 58. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we can't take nothing from the empire. We know all about the empire, yeah. what, the, what what empire means. You understand? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, right. Oh, for sure. So, 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 so he, 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 he turned that down. Yeah, right. Now it's him that talks about racism. There's another friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Barnes. People always. We've got to wrap Go it up. We've, no, we've got another. We've got another show with Jen starting in eight minutes. So I'm just. Okay. Uh, we just got to okay. watch our time, Stephen. That's all. Well. Okay. Let me see. I'll finish with this one. Okay. I'll finish with. I'll finish with this one. Sorry, Russia. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it's okay. This is a short five-minute story about a young man called Ashley Gerard. Okay. Ash, Ashley Gerard hung himself. On the 17th of July 2016 in HMP Preston, yeah, and he hung himself, yeah, right, because his brother was sleeping with his girl, yeah, 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 and he just couldn't take it, yeah, right. There was a screw in HMP Preston. I spoke about uh, uh, Mr. Palmer. I spoke about Mr. Miliband. I spoke about Mr. Schofield in a positive way. This screw was his name was 901. Yeah, yeah. He had his daughter's hand tattooed on there. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the block. Yeah. And and I'm carrying on woeful in the block, kicking the door. There. So he come he comes to the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He could, this is the same guy after they beat me up, took the blanket off me and threw me in the cell. I woke up in my own blood. Wrote on the wall in my own blood, my turn will come. He's come back to the cell at 901. Yeah. He says, if you don't fucking shut up, we'll take you to cell 10 and we'll hang you like we hung Ashley Gerard. Yeah, right. This is what this screw said to me. Yeah, right. But I knew he was bullshitting. Yeah, yeah, right. Because there was another Scouse kid down there who actually seen Ashley Gerard stringing himself up. They didn't scream. He was, he was just trying to freak me out. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So I says to this screw, yeah. Can't remember his name. Let's say, let's say his name was Mr. Jones. So Mr. Jones, yeah, yeah, you must probably live within a 50 mile radius of here. Yeah, yeah, right. You've got your daughter's name tattooed on your arm. So she'll have the same name as you. So she'll go to a school within a 50 mile radius of, the, of this prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to beat these charges. Yeah, and when I beat these charges, I'm going to find you. And one day you're going to come home and I'm going to be sitting on your couch waiting for you. Yeah, yeah. And I'll introduce you to a new world. Now, at that time, but, but the time that was happening, yeah, right, they all thought I was going to get found guilty of rape and I wasn't getting out forever. Yeah. When I came back from court, yeah, yeah, right, and they knew I was getting out in December. Yeah, yeah, that man came and licked my ass. <laughs> that man came. Oh, yeah. Oh, Steve, yeah, yeah, Steve, Stephen, I was just doing, I said to him, get the fuck away from yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, don't, don't. I, I never had any intention of going to his house. Never had any intention of doing that. I was just playing psychological games with him. Yeah, Which right? is exactly now, what he was doing to you. Steven. Yeah, what he was trying, to, he was trying to do to me. Now, when yeah. they look, when, when, in my, in my files, in my files, yeah, yeah, it says I have the capabilities to carry out those things because I've attacked policemen. I've, I've actually attacked policemen. Yeah, I have, I have the capability of doing those things, and I would, I will tell you the story about the copper's dad I went to speak to about the copper that was carrying on in our community and how we got him to stop. 
yeah, next week. Exactly. Well, listen, thank you everyone for joining us. Of course, special thanks to you, Stephen, for being so honest as ever. And I think tonight the veil was lifted a little bit on the devil. We've seen a little bit more of the, the human side and the raw emotion of what you went through throughout that period in your life, especially through the, the, the hell that uh, you know a regular individual would have went through in prison, let alone somebody who had a, a criminality at a level where the oppressive uh, nature of the system and, of course, the, the racial oppression was against I've, you. Uh, uh, I've wrote, I wrote a foreword in a book about it. It's called The Female Weaponization of Rape. Yeah. Because there's fe there's females out there that have weaponized rape, and like Absolutely. I said at the be at the beginning, and I'll finish again. I'm not talking to the decent ladies. I'm not of talking to my not. sisters. I'm not talking to the ladies like Sophie, Debbie, Dawn, Helen. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to the skanks. Yeah, yeah and yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. I've had I've had the same thing happen to uh, other friends of mine, and it, it's yeah. it's it's something that is. It, 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 it goes, listen, it's swept under the carpet. It's just, it's just another man's issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. That gets no attention. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And it, 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 um, one of the reasons most, most of the rape, most of the rape cases don't get to court is that when the girls' uh, social media or phones are examined, they usually find evidence that the the girls are just being vengeful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and again, we're we're not pointing the fingers at everybody here. We're just uh, we need we need to we need to end it here. But, yeah, but so listen, okay. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. Make sure you leave a like. Make sure you follow uh, Stephen on his socials, and we'll be back for the final part of the Devil Decoded next Thursday. Make sure you join us and stick around. Jen and uh, Victoria and Karen Knight are going to be doing a live psychic reading. Go and check it out, and we'll see you next week. And for me, as always. Be safe out there, guys. Oh.